Hi, Claire. <laughs> I'm so excited to be able to do this conversation of space talks with you. And where are you currently calling from? Um, I'm currently at my parents' house in Thousand Oaks, California. So super fun. <laughs> nice. Do you usually uh, reside out there or are you somewhere else? No, I live in Redondo Beach, but um, a lot of most of my stuff is is at my parents' house and um, I'm going on a trip tomorrow. So I normally come back here to pack everything and get some last minute family time before I'm shipped off. <laughs> well, where are you going? Um, I'm going to be country hopping for a bit, but I'm starting in Slovenia. And can I ask what for? I'm playing a tennis tournament there so for people that don't know Claire can you do a quick introduction on who Claire is okay (laughs) um I play tennis professionally and that's pretty much it (laughs) well how long have you been doing it because if you're like country hopping I would imagine that you are pretty good at your tennis playing to be able to make tournaments that are country hopping tournaments. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I started playing when I was four. So um, pretty much my whole life. And um, I actually liked soccer more in the beginning. I I was playing a bunch of sports, but I really enjoyed soccer. But I had bad asthma when I was a kid, so all the running was, like, not great for it. So I kind of, it kind of just, like, faded out, and then tennis kind of took over. Um, And then, yeah, I got, I got invited to go to this, like, training center at Carson, which is um, a little bit south of LA, and I started going there, I think, when I was, like, nine, and I've been going there um, ever since. I still I still train there so yeah I've just been playing tennis basically my whole life (laughs) so that's incredible how did you get invited at nine that sounds so young for such a high position were you just an incredible player ever since you were a kid um probably not (laughs) um but no my coach my hometown coach knew like the coaches who were um at the training center at the time and so he kind of like recommended me and then like I kind of like got to try out I guess and um I would still like I wouldn't go there full time I mean it's probably like an hour and a half drive away from my house so like my mom would have to drive me there and back like anytime I went so it started out as just like a couple days a week. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was really fun because there were a lot of players around my age and like, honestly, we're still like really good friends. So um, it was like a good group of like girls my age and kind of just like grew up together and played together. So it was pretty fun. That's so cool. What's been your favorite country that you've been able to travel for tennis for? Oh, my favorite country um I feel like I went somewhere this year that I really liked but I really like New Zealand um I got to go a few years ago and it was like really nice 
Oh, I also really like um, Doha in the Emirates. It's like, it's like Dubai. I feel like everyone knows about Dubai, but like Doha is like, like bougie and like the nicest place ever. And everyone is like so rich and yeah, but. (laughs) That sounds incredible. Do you do singles or pairs? I mainly do singles. Yeah. Do you also compete in pairs? Um, I try to avoid it, but sometimes I'll get dragged into it. Because I'm thinking specifically when you, okay, now we're three for three for getting calls during space talks, (laughs) but I would like it on the record that I get a pass on this one because Claire had to pause the audio. So this is actually our second take. I would like it on the record that I am in the good here. Unless I had another call. I was literally thinking, Claire. That I've gotten calls on every one of these space talks. I should really put my phone on airplane mode. And then the intrusive thought was just like, oh, it won't happen again. Um, <laughs> so that happened. Uh, that's incredible, dude. Like, that's so cool. So when did you get to start traveling for tennis? Um, I mean, I started really young. I, I mean... There are always like tournaments across the country. So it's basically up to your parents to like decide whether they want to take you. Yeah. Um, but I remember I think I went like somewhere in like Croatia or something when I was like 10. Wow. It was yeah. And it was just like um I think it was more like my mom was able to fit like a whole summer like Europe vacation in it. So like we went to a bunch of countries before and then did the Croatia thing and then I did something else in France and stuff but I've been traveling yeah for a while but it's just I've just been like lucky enough to like have parents who like want to do cool things too and like travel too so it's been nice but yeah and if I recall and correct me on these dates you won the world junior tennis competition in 2018 is that correct dating yeah, yeah. Well, I won Wimbledon. <laughs> it's not like a huge, like, well, I mean, it's big, but it's not like a whole, like, world. I, uh, I don't know. It is a world thing. But yeah, I, I won Wimbledon in 2018. What was that experience like? Because I'd imagine. Oh, wait, no, not 2018, 2017. Oh 2017. my gosh, and then I'm getting the dates wrong. I know. Well, so, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> excuse me. But what was that like going from that year? And then I assume you had to go into the adult league the next year. How was, how was that transition for you? Yeah, it was honestly, my first year was pretty fun. Um, I think it was just more like you're the young, like you're the newbie. So like everything is super fun. Everything's just a great experience. You literally have like no pressure whatsoever. So I like, I did pretty well, honestly, for my first year. Um. Yeah, and then I think it was more like my sophomore year where I think like expectations started to set in, you know, like you've done this for a year, like there's some like pressure, there's like um I think just like processing everything, like this is gonna be your life for the next 10 years kind of thing. Um, that definitely like took a toll and like um I had I struggled with that, but yeah, it's been a journey. 
for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine. And you brought this up. So if you're comfortable talking about this, like, how do you deal with the stress of being a pro athlete and, you know, having to perform? I, I know for me, I was a competitive figure skater growing up. Definitely not at any level of the Olympics or world tournaments traveling around. But I remember how frustrating it was that I would train for hours on end and only have three minutes to perform. And those three minutes were what mattered. Didn't matter how many hours you like nailed your performance. And I'd imagine something similar. So how do you deal with the stress and anxiety, frustration, anything that you'd pin on that? Yeah, I think that's probably one of the hardest things that I've been dealing, had to deal with and still dealing with is like, you like you can practice and train and you know I mean in anything like work all you all you want and all you can but like when it comes down to it like when you have to perform like like you said the figure skating it's like you still don't know what's going to happen like even with all the work that you put in and if you've nailed that move like if you've nailed that one thing like a million times but when it counts like it's still that like fear of like, oh, it's like not, it's like completely different, even if you've like trained it a million times. I think that's just been hard, like trying to find a way to make it not like a life and death situation, because in some ways it definitely feels like it. And in some ways, like I kind of don't mind making it like it because it means that I have to give it my best. Like if I don't, if I don't view it as something huge, then maybe I won't give it my all. But I think a hard thing has been to like, not associate like my worth to the outcome. And like trying to separate like me myself from like, from the outcome and from just like the tennis, like there's a tennis me and there's also like a me me and those things can like correlate, but then there, there also is like some sort of separation. And I think just like, that was one thing that I struggled with um, in my sophomore year where I was like, if I wasn't doing well, I felt like a piece of shit. But then if I was winning, I would feel amazing. But it was just everything was tied to the outcome. Yeah. The thing I can think about to correlate that to an entrepreneurship is like a statement of like the highs are really high and the lows are really low. and. Yeah, how do you find equilibrium when you know your identity is really wrapped around this one thing that you're you're doing? Have you been able to, you know, talk with friends about this? Do you find that friends that are not in tennis are able to really relate or share about how they handle stress and you know really performance? not to say performance anxiety, but like the lead up to it, a lot of stress leading up to a performance. Yeah. I think for me, I get, I can get really into like the tennis aspect and it, it it can be hard for me to like separate myself. So I have friends who, I mean, they used to play tennis. I, I grew up with them playing tennis, but now they, they don't. Or I mean, I have Jade, who's my best friend who has no association to tennis whatsoever and yet like we go through like some things that are super similar we like don't even do anything like our jobs are like not even close 
so it's it's really been great um to have like a really good support system like that but I think also just one thing that's like I think helped is just knowing like that they're proud of me whether I win or lose or whether I'm like a thousand in the world or one in the world like um it's been really nice to know that like they're just like unmoving you know they're they're always there no matter what so I think that's 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 been really nice I love that I think that's awesome I know you're also an incredibly talented artist oh <laughs> can you talk a little bit can you talk a little bit about, about that? your artwork I know I've I've seen it Claire you're uh, amazingly talented the phone adds a filter <laughs> in real life it's not as good <laughs> um yeah it's just been like a really good it's been a really fun hobby and one thing that I've learned is hobbies are extremely important just like for life in general and also like for like your career like for your job it's it's been one of like my favorite things to do honestly like I'll like I look forward to painting so much more than actually like training and playing um but yeah it's been really fun and like um me and my friends have gone together like once a week and like we'll all you know follow a painting and then we'll all judge each other so like there's still that aspect of competition but it's been mostly very relaxing and do you like to paint certain scenes or things um I like to paint easy things so I feel that I'm a good painter um no I mean I'll do anything it's more just I think just actually doing it and just like um yeah just the act of it is just it is just calming and it's just been really fun how have you found dating I know in terms of like work-life balance and making friendships and relationships and your world traveler extraordinaire <laughs> and an amazing artist and amazing athlete and an amazing friend that goes without saying, but how do you manage relationships in the interim? Um, well, relationships in general, I feel like I manage pretty well, like my friendships. I, I like, I think I'm in a really good place with all of my friendships. And I think I've like curated like a really close knit, like group of friends. Um, as for the other stuff, eh, <laughs> no, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. Like, I think even just from a young age, just, I think maybe athletes in general, I feel like our job is kind of like in a bubble like I feel like you don't really experience like a normal day-to-day life so like yeah I mean it's tough um like you're traveling a lot and like schedules don't match up and whatever but you know there's (laughs) I don't know I like to prioritize my friendships friendships are first and everything else I could care less about I mean I could definitely Um, agree with that do you find that you are interested in dating another athlete who understands, 
you know, the grinds that you're going through. Cause I can at least say about me, I don't know if I could date another entrepreneur. I think we're a crazy bunch. And I don't know if, you know, two positively charged atoms come towards each other. It's not going to end well. Um, so <laughs> do you relate on that? Yeah, I've made a rule that no tennis players, um, because we're all like crazy psychos with no social skills. So it's like, who would, who would want to date that? I, I don't know anyone who would want to date that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice to have someone who understands, but I think there are aspects in anything that you do where you can always relate to, like with Jade, like we, we have different careers, but we relate to like our struggles and things that we're going through. So I don't think it's like specific to athletics or anything, but yeah, I mean, I'm open, just no tennis players. <laughs> so if anybody's listening and knows I'm an amazing person, that's not a tennis player. <laughs> Let's hit Claire up. Um, no, I, I definitely hear that. How would people, if re- like connect with you and reach out to you, like what can people relate to you on besides tennis and art what can people relate to me on um maybe like I mean I travel a lot so maybe that or just maybe like unhealthy mental habits that too (laughs) no I'm just kidding um I don't know yeah maybe the traveling part I guess I, I mean, I also like eating. So if anyone likes food, that's, that's right up my alley. <laughs> I love that. Traveling, food, and mental health. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the positive sure. of mental health. I love that. Um, that's awesome. Do you have any asks for the community? Oh. Um, what? Oh, okay. Yes. On the topic of food like what is your I I love asking this question what's your like death row meal like if you're being executed like what is you know how like you get to choose whatever you want to eat like what is that oh okay what would yours be okay so mine would be this like spicy tofu dish that my mom makes um it's like yeah it's it's my favorite meal but just because like she makes it all the time and stuff I don't know it's just like very like home related um that and like rice (laughs) I'm pretty simple I mean that sounds delicious do you want any dessert with that or that's oh dessert oh yeah um well it's another thing my mom makes and it's this like Chinese like rice cake dessert with like red bean paste in it I don't know what it's called in English but like how do you say it in I think it's called Niangal. I think you make it like for any time there's like a celebration or like Chinese New Year or something, but it's freaking long. I will look up that recipe <laughs> because that's <laughs> I love red bean paste. And mm-hmm. anytime it's like um mooncakes are available for purchase. Oh my god, love mooncake. So good. I'm salivating. Okay, yeah. Connect over food. Yeah, I like it. Love it. <laughs> I love 
um no that's that's so awesome Claire and I'm wait what would yours be oh mine shoot so I would probably I actually thought about this right as you were saying it my dad you want to laugh my dad tried to woo my mom when they were dating by saying he could cook and this is like a running family story and he made my mom cherry tarts and so a few months after dating uh, my mom says hey Craig to my dad Craig can you please make those cherry tarts you made for us like when we just started dating it was delicious like teach me how to make it so my dad said of course so he goes to the grocery store with my mom and he pulls pre-made pie crust (laughs) Uh, my mom's like okay that's a little cheat but that's okay um pulled the Comstock cherry filling like the pre-made cherry filling and what he did was he just took the cherry filling put in the pre-made pie crust put cinnamon on top and then put in the oven and (laughs) I gotta tell you though like I mean they're married now for like 35 36 years so (laughs) they're all good but my last meal dessert would be those cherry tarts because it was a complete you know they just immediately thinking of them like it and like take the taste of them just brings it back to my childhood when we would make it as a joke for our family meals and I would say probably for the main meal I would do mac and cheese um I would also like a chocolate chip cookie I would also have maybe some kosher brisket nice and maybe some mashed potatoes. Any comfort that, meal. I don't think I would have any vegetables if it's my last meal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are overrated, let's be honest. <laughs> Just like all the carbs. <laughs> and what maybe for a drink, I would have a pina colada. Oh. Yeah, that's what nice. that's what I would have. If to kind of like Put light back on you, you amazing queen. Now I'm all hungry and it's late. I want to start eating all these foods. Um, What is something that people don't know about you? Just from like your bio or from what we've talked about. What's something that people don't know that you would like people to know about you? Wow, that's such a great question. (laughs) Well, if nobody knows it about me, it's probably because I don't want them to know. <laughs> um, what is something they don't know about me? Um, well, I guess my like close friends know this about me, but on the topic of food, actually, because now I can't stop thinking about food. <laughs> Sorry about that. I love, I know, <laughs> is I started hosting like dinner parties at my house and they're so much fun and I love it and that yeah that's it I guess <laughs> I don't know I just I literally I was just thinking about food and like what what's food related oh also maybe this is like informational no I can't talk but um I'm allergic to nuts so like you know PSA but <laughs> yeah, so it was like all nuts no, actually, I'm allergic to all nuts except for almonds and hazelnut. Ooh. Okay, duly noted. So we'll make sure that during our next space meetup where you're joining, we will only have hazelnuts. Um, 
and we will avoid any other nuts and we'll have a big cooking meal because that sounds so fun. Or if anybody is ever in LA, um, you'll have to hit Claire up to join her dinner parties to enjoy some of this delicious food. Um, Claire, I am so excited for your travels coming up. I wish you the absolute best on your tournaments. We will be rooting for you from all over uh, where all of our space members are and sending you a lot of love. Thank you. And sorry <laughs> for rambling so much. Oh my God, no, this was so fun. So thank you, babe, for, for the community, like just sharing about yourself. And I'm excited for all the members to learn more about you, you queen. So thank Claire for- <laughs> Too many compliments. <laughs> thank you, Claire, for this amazing conversation. <laughs> I had so much fun. And I just love you to pieces. Oh, I love you. Thank you, Danya, for always being the best leader and for always making everything amazing happen with space. I can I think I can speak for everybody that we are so grateful and honored to have you lead us into the future. Huzzah. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Like I'm happy. We should turn all these calls into appreciations at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Just go down the roster. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. But I love you, Claire. You're awesome. Best of luck on your tournaments. And thanks so much for joining us for Space Talks. And stay tuned for next week's iteration for where we continue to learn more about our members. So I'm sending you love, Claire. Thanks, babes. Thank you.